Bible. We are still rolling along in good shape this morning. We're not finding anything accident-wise, no stalls or traffic signal headaches. You be careful on your trip in this morning. Try to get out that door early so you're ahead of any potential problems. Snelling Medical needs experienced medical assistance and receptionists. Huntsville.snelling.com. Captain Nick in the Jordan Lane Popeye Skywatch Traffic Center for WTKI Talk. Hello, I'm Jason Banks, a neurosurgeon at the Spine and Neuro Center here in Huntsville. Did you know your spine is made up of bones, discs, and an intricate design of nerves? Sometimes abnormalities occur that may cause pain, numbness, and even weakness in your arms or legs. Your spine is more than just bones. Our neurosurgeons can treat the nerves in addition to the bones. Take the first step toward finding a treatment plan that's right for you. Spine and Neuro Center at Huntsville Hospital. Call 533-1600. With half a brain tied. Hey, no! Ugh! How do you like that? We forgot to allow for shrinkage. Well, just half a brain. Once again, here's the Valley's longest reigning talk host, Fred Holland, on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk. Dallas Terrell joins us. He's uh, the author, old friend of the show, and a new book called uh, Who Kidnapped Uncle Tom and Why It Matters. Uh, so you you told me something I will never forget now, because it's one of those things, you know, an elephant never forgets, right? Um, Terrell is a first name. Terrell is a last name. As a rule, yes. As a rule. <laughs> so that's the rule we're going to go with. So that's Terrell. So not, I will never forget that. Not that we'll remember, really. No, Dallas. I'll remember that one. We'll ask you next time you're here. No, I'll remember now. Because he made it simple. <laughs> like powder tide cleans everything. Uh, <laughs> no, that's really going around right now. No, in all seriousness, uh, welcome in. I know, I'm excited about this because, you know, I'm a history geek. I love all this stuff. And, I mean, the more of it, the more we look into things, uh, we find these people were, were all flawed characters. We find, um, in the case, I didn't know till I looked it up, um, but the book that, that your book is kind of following here, mm-hmm. uh, Harriet Beecher Stowe's um, uh, Uncle Tom's Cabin, was a, was the only outsold by the Bible right. in the mid-1800s, mm-hmm. banned in the South. Yes. And you were making an interesting point prior to the, and, and this is the part, what, what, what happens when people say you can't have this? Yeah. Everybody wants Everybody it, right? Everybody wants it, yeah. So if, if slaves who, for the most part, couldn't read, there were some could, but that was a crime too, right, right. During, during that time. Right. Southerners must have read this book yeah. for it to be a bestseller. Well, right? that, that and it was very, it was very popular in uh, in um, Britain. Ah, very so it was worldwide. So it was worldwide sales oh, yes. here. Oh yes, yes. So this is thought to be one of the catalysts because because Lincoln read it as mm-hmm. well. It was one of his favorite books. This kind of had an effect on 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 helping end slavery. Yes, had a great effect because. Uh, Harriet Beecher Stowe was dealing basically with two things that she saw that was going on. One, there was arrogance and um, greed in the South, mm-hmm. and then there was apathy and arrogance in the North. And she had to overcome both of those in her book. So her characters, which she weaved them beautifully, speak to these particular forces, and she gives voice to... Three entities to who at that time did not have a voice. That was children, mm-hmm. black males, and females. 
those are the three entities throughout the book that have the voice of reason. Um, and it was very controversial that particular time because it's almost like, you know, the idea of a, uh, when, when Jesus told the story of the Good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. You know, you had individuals that were standing up saying, what do you mean? There's no such thing as a Good Samaritan. You know, so we, we because we're kind of out of touch with that particular culture, it gets, it gets kind of lost. But it'll be, you know, in our today culture, it'll be something like if someone said in Tuscaloosa, a good, a good uh, a burner, or they say in, in Auburn, a good bammer. Yeah. Um, it's like, wait a minute, that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. No, those people are our enemy. But, you know, it's funny you should mention kids, because kids are ki- kids are kids forever. Yeah. I mean, kids are always, you look at a kid from the 1800s and you look at a kid now, kids are kids, they, they, they're not noticing all right. this stuff. They're just, they're just going, oh, there's somebody to hug. Right. You know, right? Right. So, the, so the, everything else is taught. Yeah. So, so one of the major characters, her name was Eva for Evangelina, and she was a small girl who, uh, befriended, became very good friends with Uncle Tom. So oftentimes when you see pictures of quote unquote Uncle Tom and a little girl, that's Eva. And mm. Eva represented being able to see everybody in the same way God saw them. Which is what kids do. Exactly. <laughs> Until they're told different. <laughs> Until they're told different. Exactly. Until they're taught different. All right. So talk about what, what was the catalyst to, obviously this is a book that, that had a great impact on mm-hmm. it. Who who could who kidnapped uh, Uncle Tom and why does it matter? Well, one of the things that I've always been intrigued with with the whole subject. I read the book for for the first time, at least I attempt to, when I was in middle school. Um, I had a love for reading. Uh, my mother instilled that into me. She cultivated it. I'm an only child, so books became my friend. Um, so, growing up in the city that I grew up in, um, my mother was really involved in GOP. Um, um, Activities in the city of St. Louis, and she was she was in, in St. Louis is a very democratic city, mm-hmm. um, and my mother was called names, um, and I was always intrigued why people called her those names. So I began to look those names up. Back then there was no Google; you had to have an encyclopedia. Yeah, you know, so everybody. Oh, now it's too easy. So everybody had that <laughs> wall in their house that had that big old bookcase that you bought the encyclopedias one summer and then you had to buy the bookcase the next summer. Um, so she, so I looked at, so I just, look, I began to look stuff up and then I, be, and then that began to grow into why were individuals who were so impacted by slavery, why were individuals continuing to call each other names that were plantation based epithets? Um, so that kind of all fueled me. Um, so as I began to read about the term Uncle Tom, I began to discover a few things. And then, so that's always been in the back of my mind. I'll tell you after the break why it is turned into a book. All right. It's, it's intriguing because you go, woo, this will get you. Who kidnapped Uncle Tom and why it matters? Dallas Terrell, the author. This is our first interview on the book because it's just, just coming out, right? All right, we'll tell you how to get it, too, coming up.
listening to the Fred Holland Morning Show on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk. With the Bloomberg Business of Sports Report, I'm Michael Barr. A Major League Soccer team owner slammed his players for not playing after joining other pro teams and protesting the police shooting of a black Wisconsin man. Del Loy Hansen, who owns Real Salt Lake, ripped his team, saying, It's like somebody stabbed you, then you are trying to figure out a way to pull the knife out and move forward. The disrespect was profound to me personally. Hansen later called the knife comment a poor metaphor. Dartmouth College has insisted that eliminating five sports is mostly about saving money, but some Asian athletes claim the cuts were possibly discriminatory and served to perpetuate anti-Asian prejudices. Dartmouth announced that it was getting rid of men's and women's swimming, diving, golf, and men's lightweight rowing. The school said the cuts would help address a projected $150 million financial deficit due to the coronavirus. The move impacts 30 Asian athletes. And that is a Bloomberg Business of Sports report. I'm Michael Barr. Today, everyone is expecting you to maintain a new level of clean, from customers and employees to students and staff. Cintas has the essential products and services to help you carry out cleaning protocols effectively. We'll keep you well stocked with cleaning supplies, professionally laundered uniforms, and other essentials like face masks, hand sanitizer, and thermometers. Give everyone the confidence they need to keep coming back. Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. Third floor study hall. My dining room table. Home room Monday and Tuesday. My living room Wednesday to Friday. Wherever school happens for you this year, Staples has amazing prices on everything you need. From lap desks to computers, desk chairs to UV sanitizers. This week at Staples, a two-pack of Elmer's glue sticks, a 24-pack of Crayola crayons, and comp books are just 50 cents each. Shop in-store, pick up curbside, or order online. School on, save on. Staples. Ends 9-5. While supplies last. Limit 30. Limits vary online. Curbside available in most stores. In the Army National Guard, soldiers serve part-time and close to home. My community means everything to me. It helped shape me into who I am today and is where I choose to raise my own family. That's why I joined the Army National Guard. I'm proud of where I'm from. And as a soldier, I get to give back to the people that helped me succeed. The education benefits I got from serving helped me get my degree and jumpstart my career. The training and leadership skills I've gained from the Army National Guard help me every day when I teach young people, help my neighbors, and look out for my community. I know that when my neighbors need us the most, my fellow soldiers and I will be ready. My family loves it here, and my part-time service means we get to stay here. Serve part-time in the community you live in as a proud member of the Army National Guard. Talk to your local recruiter or visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Listen online to WTKI Talk at WTKIRadio.com. Dallas Terrell is the uh, author of... All right, so this book, really timing has worked out for you because... Uh, who who kidnapped Uncle Tom and why it matters was going to come out earlier. It was, it, and then, and yeah, then we, we were, had all we're, this we're, stuff. Yeah, we were gunning for May. Now, I was shooting for 2020. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I started this process of it going from just a passing interest to wanting to put all my notes together and do more research. Because I wanted to come out in 2020 because I knew the ramp up to the 2020 election, there was going to be a lot of racial politics 
a lot of what I call plantation politics going on, um, and I wanted to speak to that. So tell us about the book. What you, you, we're hoping the timing now, I think, is perfect. Yes, yes. I, I, you know, here we are talking about something in a time when there are a lot of people wrestling for control here, right? And the rest of us are just having to watch. Yes, to some yes, degree. Yes. Um, there's a concept that I'm bringing out in the book that I kind of saw it as I looked at history, and it was called plantation politics, and it can be looked at. Not only in the slave community, but also can be looked at in the bigger community of government. Um, those who hold the power, okay, represent the slave master. In the 1800s, it was um, the slave institution in the United States. Today, it can be looked at as big government. But the idea is this, that those who are in power do not want to lose their power, so they begin to play what I call plantation politics. Now, on the plantation, it would have been between the house house slave and the field slave, is that the house slave was looked upon because he had better accommodations at times. Mm-hmm. All right? So as far as the slave master was concerned, one way that he could keep insurrections from happening is not allowing the slaves to be... Um, Harmonious with one another. If you could keep some type of fighting going on, infighting, jealousy uh, going on between your your slaves, then there's no way they can get together and come up with an idea of how to get the slave master. And this is used all the time in all kinds of different v- venues, right? right? And, and that's and that was one of the reasons why I had an aha moment because I saw that being played out throughout history where um, this was going on. So when you look at who originally kidnapped Uncle Tom, those have been those individuals who were threatened by the social structure that Uncle Tom was going to bring about, which is going to be equalization and emancipation. So that was the initial individuals who were against Uncle Tom. They had the uh, black face back black face plays um, that were going on. Many people didn't read the book, but they did see the plays. So that was their idea of who Uncle Tom was. Mm. So that was the original quote unquote kidnappers. Okay, 1852 is when the book came out. Um, after Reconstruction, it failed or ended, uh, whichever one you want to call it. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a, what Lincoln envisioned. Yeah. It ended up you being had a lot a, different. You had a large contingent of migration of blacks heading to the north. Um, <clears throat> two reasons. One, when the uh, federal um, troops left the south, they didn't feel uh, safe anymore. And then number two, Agriculture was kind of dying down because machinery was taking over a lot of those particular uh, jobs. And the jobs were north. And the jobs were north because the industry was such that you have to get this stuff to market. So factories were booming. Uh, you had job opportunities. You had immigration coming from Europe. And then you had blacks coming up from the south, coming up to uh, to the cities in the north. So you had all these things going on. So the early 1900s. The way it had changed. Now it was a cultural identity thing. Blacks were trying to separate themselves from being slaves or ex-slaves and wanted to be looked at as equals. So you went from emancipation to empowerment, now to equalization. A funny thing happened when you're doing that, though, is because you had blacks in the North who were a generation away from slavery, generation away from the Civil War. They were out of touch with that whole concept. They grew up around whites. They had schooling, even though it was separate. But they had schooling. So when they saw these blacks coming from the south, they really didn't identify with them. The blacks from the south wanted to be segregated. They did not trust white people. They mm-hmm. wanted to go to work. Well, they that's to understandable, come back. Right. isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. They wanted to come back to wherever they lived and be left alone. 
So they were for segregation. Blacks in the North, they were looking for equalization. So they wanted integration. So they began to look down upon those blacks who came from the South and started calling them Uncle Toms because they associated Uncle Tom with slavery and being backwards. And they felt like if these individuals were allowed to come come to the North and have their way, whether it be culturally or music or whatever it is, then they would set us back, so to speak. You know, you're bringing up an interesting, and I don't want to take us too far in this direction, but, you know, we in the 30s and 40s, and, and you know, we're going to talk about June, Juneteenth on, on Friday, about how the Church Street was the big happening place because, and, and it's, it's typical, right? The Italians came here, they couldn't quite assimilate, they were, they were shunned, the Chinese, same thing. Blacks coming from the South probably in the same boat and those who stayed, you had these thriving, well, fine, if nobody will do business with us, we'll form our own. Mm -hmm. That's how you ended up with these great nucleuses of Atlanta, Birmingham, a lot of the northern cities where you had just like Chinatown Mm -hmm. in in all major cities around the world, right? Right, exactly. We'll just start our own, right? right? So there was that going on, too. Yeah. So there was a cultural identity thing that was going on where um, the United States was being more involved in international politics. Um, We're trying to separate ourselves from being slavery. So the United States was, as a whole, was looking to assert itself overseas. 1900s, Woodrow Mm -hmm. Wilson. Okay? Blacks were there in the North saying, look, we still got issues. Don't forget about us. Mm-hmm. You know, slavery is ended, but there's still major issues when it comes to discrimination, separate but equal. Uh, Plessy Ferguson. So there was a need to have a voice. So you had some of the great uh, organizations started in the early 1900s. NAACP is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you had these organizations that started. You had these movements that started because everybody's vying for who's going to speak for the black person. So you had this contingent of West Indies uh, um, um, individuals who, let me back up, slavery had ended in the West Indies and in the Caribbeans in 1830, Mm -hmm. okay? You had many of those individuals come north to the United States. They didn't identify with blacks from the north or the south. So you have three elements now. Exactly. So they were considered pseudo-Negroes, bougie. Because, one, they talked a very proper English. Many of them were bilingual. Many of them were very internationally aware. So when they came, those were a lot of individuals that led a lot of the um, um, pan-African international um, freedom movements early on. And you have blacks in the United States who are saying, look, we're not really concerned about what's going over there in Brazil right now. Mm-hmm. We've got issues here. So you had this Marcus Garvey, you had all these different individuals who were ba- who were pit battles against one another. So this is this plantation politics thing, is that you had all these individuals looking to be the cultural voice of the black voice so that the United States could answer those questions of of the the amendments after the Civil War that were pre, that were written, but because of Jim Crow in many areas, they were not realized. Ah. So so you have all this vying for attention. So that became the next manifestation of Uncle Tom is that you went from flat out bigots who were anti Toms to now you have blacks who are fighting over cultural identity calling each other Uncle Toms and other plantation based names. And if you want to if if you want to control any group of people, 
That's perfect. That's, That's perfect. the perfect storm. Right. Right? Right. Because if what, I'm sitting here wanting to gain power and you guys are fighting it eat with each other, I just find a way to make it all work for exactly. me. Exactly. I sit back and eat popcorn. <laughs> yeah. and, and the other instigator in this particular time during the early 1900s was the Marxist element. Mm-hmm. Which so, was attractive to a to a number of uh, black Americans exactly. and white Americans as well. Right. Yeah, because they saw what was going on. The magic part of it till it actually gets implemented, and then it's not so cool. Correct. All right. <laughs> At least that's what we found in history so yes. far. Big, gov- big, big government. Uh, anyway, Dallas Terrell is the author of uh, Who Hijacked Uncle Tom? Kidnapped. Oh, kidnapped. Did I just say hijacked? Yeah, hijacked. Good God. Did I do that one? I hope, I hope I've only done that one time. Remember hijacked, he was kidnapped. Uh, Uncle Tom and why it matters. More, he's with us for the hour. Stick around. on WTKI Talk. Got a wreck in Morgan County now. Indicator, Gordon Terry in McIntyre. That one's got three vehicles involved, but it's coming in as a no injury. And apparently they have cleared the tree on Green Mountain east of Bailey Cove. Are you hungry for sweet and spicy? Popeye's Hot Honey Chicken, a signature side of the buttermilk biscuit, now only five bucks. University in Jordan, 72 at Jeff and North Parkway. Captain Nick in the Popeye's North Parkway Skywatch Traffic Center for WTKI Talk. When is a clearance? A clearance. Easy. When it's Honda Summer Clearance at Honda of Decatur. It's easier here with 0.9 during clearance time. 0.9 financing for up to 60 months on remaining select 2020 Hondas. Or 1.9 for 72 months. Summer clearance. Huge discounts. So why go there when it's easier here? Where the savings are always greater. HondaofDecatur.com and on Belfine Road. With approved credit through HFS. Not all will qualify. My show isn't just about left and right, Democrats versus Republicans, liberals fighting conservatives. The Mike Gallagher Show is about life, family, friends, how you're going to pay for your kid's college, what information you need to get that promotion, how do you help your fellow man. It's also about standing up to power, whether that's the senator who's handing out favors to big donors or the race hustlers who divide us. Follow the Mike Gallagher Show at Facebook or Twitter at Radio Talker Mike and online at MikeOnline.com. It's the Mike Gallagher Show. Join me weekday mornings from 8 to 11 on WTKI. Hello, I'm Jose Hernandez, and I have been using a wheelchair since my accident in 1995. My name is Andrea Dalzell, and I've been using a wheelchair since I was five years old. I guess if I had one message for the general public, it would be that I appreciate your help. But please, ask first. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that I've actually got everything under control. I think people get nervous. They don't know how to act, so they pretend I'm not there. What probably bothers me the most is when waiters talk to my companion and not directly to me. I think everyone with a disability can relate to that parking spot problem. We know you're just parking that disabled spot for a second, but please, don't. We're We're just just looking looking for for the the same same respect respect and and consideration as everyone else. United Spinal Association is dedicated to enhancing the quality of life of people living with spinal cord injuries and disorders. Download our disability etiquette booklet at unitedspinal.org. 
We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-413-1391. That's 1-800-413-1391. 1-800-413-1391. Call now. Every house has a few creaks and groans, but you shouldn't have noises that sound like a woodpecker on steroids. I'm Danny Lifford with Tips for Today's Homeowner. Stay tuned and I'll share with you how to stop water hammering right after this. Could your backyard use a makeover? You can create beautiful outdoor living spaces with Rumblestone from Pavestone. Create a paver patio or walkway, garden retaining wall, grill enclosure, fire pit, or even an outdoor kitchen. These rustic building blocks make it easy and they look great. Rumblestone from Pavestone is available at the Home Depot. And be sure to check out the project ideas and how-to videos at Pavestone.com. That's Pavestone.com. If you hear a noise that sounds like a jackhammer in your walls whenever a faucet cuts off or when the washing machine or dishwasher is in use, you probably have a water hammer. This happens when the flow of water rapidly stops or changes direction. One way to eliminate this noise is to install a water hammer arrestor at the location of the problem. This simple-to-install device is nothing more than a spring or piston encased in an air chamber, usually made from copper. As the sudden flow of water is interrupted, the air chamber cushions the blow, stopping the violent rattling of the pipes that causes the hammer noise. Hammer arresters can be installed at washing machines, dishwashers, and water heaters, and you can find them at most hardware stores beginning around $10. I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's homeowner. Hey, I'm Tim Dennis. And I'm Brian Hewitt. And we're the Beer Guys. We're talking craft beer right here every Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. If you don't know your pilsners from your porters, we can help. And if you're looking to up your beer game by drinking some great brews from our area, we've got you covered, too. We talk to the people from here that make the beer that you want to drink. Join us for Beer Guys Radio Saturdays at 1 p.m. on WTKI. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. The Army National Guard has taught me the value of showing respect to those I come in contact with each day. My service also allows me to be there for my community in ways others can't. I help my hometown recover after nature strikes. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country and those I care about safe from threats. I also work with a network of professionals that help me succeed and accomplish the mission. Plus, the Army National Guard education benefits make getting a higher education a reality. Being an Army National Guard soldier makes living and serving in my community more rewarding every day. Learn how you, too, can live and serve part-time, close to home, by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Weeknights at 9 on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk. That's the best you could do. That's a, all right, so that takes care of the first name. 
Everybody's got to have a theme song. What can we do? I couldn't get Terrell Owens to show up. (laughs) So we have a Dallas, the theme from Dallas for Dallas Carroll. That's that's, that's, That's that's weak. No, no. If if you're not over 54, you wouldn't even recognize it. (laughs) We've left out a whole generation. Uh, Dallas Terrell is the uh, author of Who Kidnapped Uncle Tom and Why It Matters. All right, so as we, for for people just, uh, just trying to, the 1800s for this country, we had a lot of moving parts. And now I'm thinking we got to have a scorecard because you got you got the Caribbean blacks who are coming who have no where slavery ended in like the 1830s, I yes. think you said. Yes. And then you have the blacks who moved north, the blacks who are already there, Correct. who are culturally different. Right. And then you have the immigrants, the Italians, the Irish, and all those people moving in. And then you add another element where you have those left in the south, after the south's been devastated and it's trying to recover, you have you have whites and blacks in the south fighting over limited resources. This gets really like I said, a lot of moving parts. Yeah, a lot right? of moving parts. Yeah, another thing that you mentioned at that, um, you know, after the Civil War, you had individuals from the North coming down to take advantage of mm-hmm. this situation. Again, taking advantage, taking advantage of the advantage chaos. Of so you've got a lot of people using a lot of people. Um, um, so when that happens, individuals gravitate toward what they're familiar with because everybody's a threat now. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. what are you doing here? You know, well, what's in it for you? You're saying you're coming to help me. What's in it for you? So there was a lot of distrust. So one of the things that happened with Uncle Tom's Cabin was this, was that in abolitionism, there was distrust. You had different people wanting to end slavery, but for different reasons. Yeah. Okay. Well, Lincoln wanted to end it to preserve the Union. Right. And it was really his only goal. Right. right? Exactly. Um, so you've had all these particular things, but the thing that Uncle Tom's Cabin did that was brilliant um, was that it galvanized all these particular voices into one voice and says, hey, wait a minute. You stop fighting with this guy. You stop fighting with this guy because right now we've got this big monster we need to take care of. So in her story, no one is spared. I mean, she gets after everybody. No one comes out of it saying, ah, nah, 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 you should listen to this. No, she said, basically, you have a problem, you have a problem, you have a problem. It's all indicted here. So slavery had a th- what I call a, three, a, a three-legged three stool. You had the element that justified it on the, on the basis of the Bible. They would take certain verses out of the Bible and say, okay, this is why blacks should be slaves. Mm-hmm. You had individuals using the Constitution and taking parts of the Constitution and saying, this is why you should have uh, blacks as being slavery. Okay, and then you had pseudoscience saying individuals were inferior by virtue of their color. So you had these three pegs, or you had these three legs that upheld this three-legged stool. So what Harry Beecher Stowe came and says, she knocked off all three of those legs. And also went after the people who didn't care. Exactly, the apathy. Because the apathy was the one that, uh, right. it, it seems like that was the one she had abhorred the most, right? Well, there, not only was You the, who don't care, you're in here too. Well, not only was it the apathy, but those individuals, she had to show them that because you were buying products that were made by slave labor, you are indicate you are... Um, favoring the institution. You are favoring the institution, because if you can't make a profit... 
from your slave industry, you're going to get rid of your slaves. You know, you brought up another interesting thing in that, you know, there's this debate. And, and look, uh, Vice President Steven, Stevenson, I guess, was it, was it Stevens or Stevenson? The, 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 anyway, he's the one that, that said, yes, this is about slavery. This is why we're... So I'm, I'm going to defer the argument that, that people say, well, this, you know, the, the Civil War wasn't about slavery. Right. It was, but it was about a lot of other things as well, because the dirt farmer was not necessarily going to be that upset if slavery went away because you you we, you pointed out when we were talking during the break here's the dirt farmer competing with a guy that's got free labor mm-hmm. there was resentment there too exactly right right so this guy maybe picks up arms because his his homeland's being invaded by these people that are that are trying to change things, but at the same time, he's not too upset that this guy's not going to have free labor anymore exactly. right right so again. A lot of a lot of things going on here at the same time. Right. So you know, so the, so a blanket indictment of saying the South, or a blanket indictment saying the North, one bad and one good, is not consistent with history because you just had individuals. There was a who, lot of good and bad everywhere. There was a lot of good and bad always, And there always is. And there always is. Right? That's, that's human nature. So one of the things that Harry Beecher Stowe does in her book is be able to do this to say, um, to the culture at that particular time, they did not feel. Many did not feel that blacks were even human, because if you can get that out of your mind, then how you treat them, there's less guilt. So the idea of them being a somehow subhuman group. Uh, so then you had the individuals going around talking about um, um, there's no sense in trying to teach them how to read because they can't learn. There's no there's no sense in being able to put them in a better situation because they'll never be able to take care of themselves. Um, so all of these things that are basically human oriented, they begin to deny. So being able to show an uncle, to be able to show Tom as an individual who had these human like qualities, who was a virtuous Christ like individual, totally upset the structure. Well, did you throw in Benjamin Benneker, who was a surveyor who helped lay out Washington, D.C.? Mm-hmm. How does history look at him? Mm-hmm. And then you have the bridge, build, the bridge builder, Horace King, that the racist Alabama legislature had to pay pass special legislation so he could stay because they didn't want to lose their bridge builder. Exactly. And it all came back to power, yeah, right? Always power. <laughs> you, you mentioned it right there. You just happen to be a black guy, but right. we need you right now. Right. Right. <laughs> right. right. And that's and again, that's one of the things that I'm dealing with is the relentless pursuit of power that will cause other people to dehumanize other people and call them names because it's easier to deal with them. I don't have to deal with you as a human. I just call you a name. And that's why we're not talking to each other right now. We're talking at each we're other. We're talking at each other. Right? Exactly. So if I can dehumanize you, if I can demean you, then I do not have to deal with you on a human level, which, le- which alleviates my guilt now. You know, but if I look at you as a human being, that's going to check how I talk to you. But we're harmed by it in the long run, right? Because exactly. The that's, the why it, really, that's the part where I talk about and why it matters. Well, and that's, you know, the problem here is... There are a lot of there's a lot of bad in the world, and and for whatever reason they the, the United States has always been one of those things they want to tear down, but there's more I keep arguing there's more opportunity today than there ever was, and I refuse to believe we're sitting here in 1968 all over again. Well, I don't well, buy it. Well, one of the things that proves that is that. People are still trying to get into this country. Yeah, from yeah, areas go, huh. from from areas <laughs> where um, everybody there looks like them. Mm-hmm. But they want to come here um, because they see opportunity. 
they're basically oftentimes when they come over and says, you guys think you got it bad. <laughs> you should check out where I just came from. What do and, and, and I, I, I say this in that, I, again, I celebrate the individual, but I want to ask your opinion on this. What is this, this generation of black black men and women missing about the opportunity of America well, from, from your perspective? Well, for one thing, age? because of the media. There is a message that comes to the media that if you continue to repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, people will believe it, even though their experience tells them different. Don't believe your own eyes sometimes. Exactly. Or the media will get you questioning things that, um, um, like, so say, for instance, you have a particular neighbor, you and him get along, you look different, you dress different, you go to different churches, and then people come around and tell you constantly that because that person looks the way they are, they don't like you. They don't have your best interest at heart, yet you're the one who calls them when you see something going on in their yard and you're saying, hey, uh, check out your back window, something's going on. They look out for you. Um, so one of the things I think we need to be able to do is be able to look at what's going on around us and not be so affected by our emotions and be able to take a step back and say, wait a minute, that doesn't look right, that doesn't smell right. I want to get more into the why it matters part, because we've got a couple of, and then we'll tell people how to get the book, which is coming out in September. We hope. <laughs> Don't try to get the sucker out. Hey, it's a great looking cover, man. Uh, anyway, who kidnapped Uncle Tom and why it matters? More with Dallas Terrell, just ahead. Talking to and about North Alabama, and he's not done yet. Fred Holland on WTKI Talk. We've got one wreck indicator, Gordon Terry and McIntyre. Three vehicles involved in that one. That one's coming in as a no injury. Is the mask and hose keeping you awake? Dr. Sandman is offering $500 off the Somnodin, an easy-to-use oral device, insurance approved for sleep apnea and for snoring. 350-CARE or RandallSandlin.com. Captain Nick in the Popeye 72 and Jeff Skywatch Traffic Center for WTKI Talk. Too much of a good thing. Back in one minute with your food chain question of the day. Like a giant green tsunami, cannabis legalization is sweeping through the states. Experts agree cannabis will become federally legal within the next two years. You can participate in this multi-billion dollar industry right now. Patent your idea for an extraction process, extraction hardware, cannabis growing equipment, or a new medicinal composition. Cynthia Lamont of Lamont Patent Services can help you win your patent. Lamont Patent Services has served for over 19 years and has won over 800 patents. The time to act is now. Don't wait until your idea for a better cannabis biotech or electronic mousetrap becomes someone else's fortune. Go to LamontPatentServices.com for a free consultation. That's Lamont, L-A-M-O-N, PatentServices.com. Own your idea. LamontPatentServices.com. After bars were closed by the pandemic, distilleries found their opportunity in making $50 per gallon ethyl alcohol hand sanitizer. 
Distiller Phil McDaniel told the New York Times, In the beginning, it was just unbelievable the sort of frenetic demand that was out there. But when the supply of hand sanitizer caught up with the demand, and the price fell to $15, McDaniel said, At the end of the day, our core business is making really great alcohol. Question. Given the tenor of the times, would you prefer to rub the alcohol on or drink it up? Answer today's question and learn how yesterday's question was answered at WTKIRadio.com. That's WTKIRadio.com. There I was in my business suit, all dressed up, just uptight as I could possibly be. And I don't remember much of what was said at that first meeting. It was more the feeling of the meeting itself. That's what has kept me going, is I know it works, and I see the people ahead of me with more sobriety. I see how happy they are, and I want that. I want that, too. And what I noticed about AA, it, it sort of helped you, you to relax and learn to really be happy with your sobriety. And to me, it's a richer life to live. But that's exactly what Alcoholics Anonymous does. It teaches us how to live without drinking. It teaches us how to have fun and really enjoy life without drinking. This program's given me the good life. The only good life I've ever known. And today, my life just works. Alcoholics Anonymous. Phone or check your newspaper. It's the end of the world as we know it. I feel... The official healthcare provider for our mascot, Tiki, is Catisfaction Cat Clinic in Madison. WTKI Talk. You know, we always thought the four-letter words were tar- terrible. Power is not a four-letter word, but everybody seems to be trying to grab it here. Uh, Dallas Terrell is the author of Who Kidnapped uh, Uncle Tom and uh, Why It Matters. I, all right, systemic racism. I, I'm, I'm not buying it, and I, you know, maybe I'm missing something here. But, you know, you go back to the, you, you put a bunch of uh, little kids, you know, take a bunch of four-year-olds and put them out on the playground. You can put Asians, you can put black kids, you can put, you know, whoever. They're all out there hugging each other. Mm-hmm. It's taught. Right. Right? Right. Um, yes, because one of the key here is, is that you were talking about what is it that the community needs. What is occurring in the African-American community is the same thing as occurring in the United States, is that we've lost the ability to be able to disagree with one another and still uphold the other person's humanness. We've lost the ability to be able to debate a particular issue uh, and still appreciate the person uh, who has that differences of opinion. Uh, this hurts us as the United States. This hurts us as a minority community. Um, it just help, it just hurts us all together because you begin to uh, uh, discourage um, looking at something in a different matter. So if something is not working and you don't allow other input to come in, basically what you're saying is that nothing's going to change. Well, it's just like what we've done with education. We keep doing the same dumb stuff over and over again. Exactly. And every, you know, as much as we embrace Europe, in Europe, the money follows the kid <laughs> in education. Yeah. <laughs> That'll never happen here. Right. Right. <laughs> right? Exactly. So when we talk about systematic racism is that you have different social constructs. The, the term systematic racism is a basic social construct that's not designed to explain something, but it's it's designed to advance something. Mm-hmm. Racism is sin 
just like a whole lot of other sins. And that's what one of the things that Harriet Beecher Stowe was basically telling individuals. You could call all these different reasons why you want to keep slaves, but it's sinful. Mm-hmm. Okay, bottom line. So a person says, we're going to eradicate racism. Well, that's like saying, you're going to, I'm going to eradicate adultery. I'm going to eradicate stealing. All sin. All sin. Okay. <laughs> yeah. so it's being, always going to be with us. Right. So being able to understand that it's a heart problem. Mm-hmm. You can't beat somebody into liking you. You well, and that's that's back to we try all the time. Uh, you know, there's arguments all the time. Can you legislate morality? Right. Well, not if they don't want to play ball. Right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Right. Same thing. All right. Well, Dark, this book is on its way. Uh, excited about the idea of um, I never thought about you know who kidnapped Uncle Tom and why it matters because a lot of people lay claim to Uncle Tom and it's all different. <laughs> How'd that happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> One more with Dallas Terrell coming up. Republicans use offensive words. Capitalism and freedom. 1450 AM and 105.3 FM. WTKI Talk. I'm Liz Clayman, and this is the Fox Business Report. United Airlines will no longer charge you $200 to change a domestic ticket. United and other airlines had extended temporary freezes on the fees, but United's is now permanent. The slump in air travel continues, and airlines are looking for new ways to compete. Google could be facing a new tax bill in Denmark. The company tells Reuters it's facing a review there. Denmark is one of several European countries seeking more tax payments from multinational tech companies. You might not see the usual Labor Day week Weekend sales for refrigerators, gas ranges, or washer-dryer sets. The New York Post says the coronavirus is creating supply issues from factories at the same time that homeowners are spending on renovations instead of vacations and restaurants. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Coselda. Invested in you. I'm David Scranton. Do you know how to convert your retirement savings into steady income? Start by calling the Retirement Income Store today. Call 866-976-9518. That's 866-976-9518. The Retirement Income Store, where retirees go for income. Online at the retirementincomestore.com. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Got a couple of wrecks working now. One at Jordan and Lydia. That one's coming in with injuries. And one on Gordon Terry at McIntyre and Decatur. That one had three vehicles involved. No injury reported on yet. Everything else moving pretty good. You be careful. Maybe we can keep it that way. From routine care to heart failure, Dr. Randall Burns and the team at Huntsville Heart Specialists have the expertise to care for all matters of the heart. I'm Captain Nick in the Jordan Lane Popeye Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI Talk. Today's job market is full of demand for skilled trade workers. Electricians, welders, mechanics, these and other trades are the backbone of every community. They're also a huge part in making sure the Army National Guard is always fulfilling its mission of service to our country and communities. Soldiers train to keep the power flowing, engines running, and supplies moving. The skilled trades these soldiers perform are the same ones needed in today's civilian workforce. 
Army National Guard soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. With options from plumber to helicopter mechanic and everything in between, soldiers are able to select the trades that best fit their lives. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you, too, can learn a trade profession and serve your community and country by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. Private health care is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is 35000 or more, give us a call at 800-626-4910. That's 800-626-4910. Radio for the rest of us. Follow the Fred Holland Morning Show on Twitter at WTKI Talk. Dallas Terrell is uh, the the author of the soon to be released book, uh, "Who Kidnapped Uncle Tom and Why It Matters." Um, who who now has Uncle Tom under under their thumb and or or trying to influence using Uncle Tom? Well, because it moves around, right. right? So I said, you know, so we're going through the stages. First, there was the social structure that was um, threatened, and those have been the individuals who were pro slavery. Okay, then you had the cultural identity. That was at the turn of the 19th century because you had different blacks trying to get the voice and get the voice out for the black community. Um, that began calling each other plantation-type names in order to shut the other one up. Uh, now what we have is that we have this political manipulation that's going on that becomes a defrocking of an individual just because he doesn't think or talk the way other individuals are supposed to talk. So what I'm basically saying in this book about why it matters is that it does not serve a community very well when you shut out one segment of the community just because they don't vote the same way you vote on national issues. Most of what we deal with in our cities and in our communities don't have anything to do with national politics. All right? It has a lot to do with how we're treating each other on the street where we live, um, what we expect out of our City council members, what we set up, our commissioners, county commissioners, um, those are areas where we live. But if you and I are not even talking, then whoever it is that we're trying to influence is sitting back saying, well, those people aren't together. Yeah. You know, so I can do whatever I want to do because I'm going to be here fight for the next however long I want to keep running. You know, I get a little preachy sometimes. I try not to. But I, I'm not one who's ever going to go to a national protest or I won't even go to Montgomery. I might go to a council meeting or a, or a county commission meeting or a board meeting. And that's kind of where most of us are, right? We have day jobs. Exactly. We're at the time. Exactly. Right? All right. So those who – here's the deal – so those who we elect, and this is why it matters, when those who we elect recognize that they are accountable to the people whom they say they represent and the people who voted them in, or who people who, who voted, maybe they didn't vote them in, but when they continue to recognize that they're accountable, just like you and I, we're accountable to somebody on our job. I own my own business, but if I give sucky service, I'm going to lose business. Same here. And so, <laughs> so politicians have to understand, and the only way they're going to understand is if the populace will stop demeaning one another, stop defending certain pop politicians, because that's our guy, and be able to 
talk to one another and says we need to get together and put pressure in order to bring change in a particular area um, that's going to benefit all of us and it's not going to benefit just with this group or this group or this group how do we deal we're, 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 we're back to we're talking at each other how do how do we come you know Mike Ball was in here talking about we, we need to humble ourselves before God f- first exactly um, but we've got we got to we got to talk to each other there's our, our community stronger than most but we've felt the, the the part of this too where right. you got other people coming in here trying to trying to cause trouble right. and and fire people up who are already pretty upset about some things right. um, how do how do we bridge all of that yeah so one of the things that that, that I'm trying to do with my particular with my book when I talk about an end game is being able to say okay at the end of the day whoever you vote for that's your business but you and I need to roll up our sleeves if we don't like the potholes in our street if we don't like drug dealers selling drugs to our kids if we don't like services not being brought to bear that are promised to us based on our tax money you and I have to go down there together we look a little different we talk a little different we go to different churches but if we go down there together and say hey you're not doing your job you're not doing your job <laughs> yeah we're going to get rid of you that's when they begin to listen, and that's when things begin to change around us. Now when things come from the outside, we're able to band together and say, don't bring that in here. We're not, we're not dealing with that. All right. We're not going to divide us. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do That's it. That's heavy lifting. That takes that. that, that, that it's not, you know, it's not something we're going to go out and do right, tomorrow, right? Say, look, things aren't perfect here, but you're not going to divide us. We got it. We got to work harder. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's heavy lifting. All right. Who kidnapped Uncle Tom and why it matters? Uh, Dallas, Dallas Terrell joining us. And uh, hey, we, we hope to get this book. We've had some, I, I guess the, it's hopefully September. Yes. The presses will be, be rolling. This COVID thing has messed, thing up, messed things up. And then Boy, it, has, it has changed too. things. Yes, it has. I'll, I'll keep <laughs> Looking at his glasses half full, though. WTKI Talk. Like us on Facebook at WTKI and be in touch anytime. Creel answers your lawn and garden questions Saturday mornings at 10 with lawns, gardens, and stuff. Hi, this is Ken Creel. Join me Saturday mornings. We'll talk about gardening, pest management, landscaping, and whatever else you want to talk about. Tune in and call with your questions or comments. See you there, and until then, happy gardening. Lawns, gardens, and stuff. Saturday mornings at 10 on WTKI Talk. Hi, I'm Tamika Hayes, a physician assistant at Spine and Neuro Center. If you're suffering from back and neck pain, it's good to know that a physician assistant or nurse practitioner can see you as soon as the next day. We will evaluate you, order imaging studies, and develop a treatment plan that'll get you feeling better. Plus, if need be, we'll get you into one of our neurosurgeons as soon as possible. Take the first step toward finding a treatment plan that's right for you. Spine and Neuro Center at Huntsville Hospital. Call 533-1600. Celebrating capitalism and freedom 24 hours a day, 1450 AM and 105.3 FM. WT.